Well, by a show of hands, I know you're in your homes, but it's okay, you can still raise your hands. By a show of hands, I would love for you to share with me how many of you took time to face your pain, face the trauma of your past this past week. And if you listened to last week's message, I shared with you what I said, I would like you to take time to face uh, the trauma, because in order for us to deal with the, the past trauma, we need to find a quiet place, find time to sit quietly, just make that space in our, in our schedule. We need to ask Jesus into that moment to reveal to us our pain. Sometimes we hide it and we bury it, we stuff it, and so it's important for us to ask Jesus to show us where that is, to concentrate on the truth, that we don't have to have it all figured out, that it's not up to us to figure out all the answers, but sometimes we just need to be able to sit in that uncomfortable space and then exhale anxiety about the fact that, you know, God hasn't fixed this in the past, so he's not going to fix it in the future. That is a lie, and that's not what God wants you to do. He wants you to face your trauma, to face your past. So I don't know if you had time to do that this past week, uh, but if you did, you'll, you, you, I hope that you found it helpful. I hope that uh, if you didn't get a chance to do it last week, maybe you'll do it this week, to, just to take time, because we all go through traumas. We all go through difficulties and, and, and pains of our past that impact us today, and so it's important for us to try and do that. But um, if you did do that, as I said, I hope you found it helpful, but I also hope that you realize that just by facing your past once or twice this past week, that's probably not going to be enough for you to negate or to uh, remove or to deal with the trauma, the years of abuse or trauma or neglect that you have in your past. Learning to face your past is a place for us to start. Uh, it's a place for us to start dealing with our trauma, but trauma, healing from trauma, is a process, and it's not a quick fix. And so it's always important for us to remember that, that this, this healing that we're looking for in this series and in our lives takes time. And often when we begin looking at our past, trying to figure out how to fix that pain that we have, we're overwhelmed. We ask questions like, where do you even start? Where do you start healing? Where do you start when it comes to finding healing in the past? Our past impacts our present, and our present impacts our future. We can't change anything that's happened in the past. Damage has been done to you. Damage has been done to me by things that people have said or by things that people have done, by experiences that we've had. That those damages are real and they have actually happened, but the past is the past. So where do you start in the future or where do you start in the present if you want to make changes for the future? If you want to find healing going forward, where do you look to find healing? And how do you start in the present to deal with the past, to deal with the present, and to look forward to the future. Well, if you truly want change to occur, occur in your life, you have to be willing to do something different. Right? If, if we want to see change happen in our lives, we have to be willing to do something different. In order for us to heal, we must make the time. We must make the time in our schedule, and we must do the work to put boundaries in place. We have to take the time to make the time on our schedule, and we have to do the work to put boundaries in place that will guide us into our future. So what boundaries are you willing to put in place today to ensure that you have a healthy future? What can you do today that's going to help you have a better future tomorrow? This is a question that uh, I'm asking you here in this message, but it's a question that I've been asking myself of late. As I am working on facing my own traumas of the past and going through this process with you, dealing with present trauma just like you, I'm asking these questions. What can I do today to help me in the future? 
I was thinking, I was reflecting this past week as I was writing this message, that last year, during the school year, my wife began to work as a teacher. She, after being home for many, many years, she went back into the workforce as a teacher. And uh, originally, when we made this plan, the kids were all going to be home from 7 to 3. So it seemed like it was going to be a really good deal. She would go to work, I would go to work, the kids would go to school, we'd come home, everything would be fine. But as you know, COVID blew all of that up. Right? All of that completely got destroyed and messed up by COVID. In a move that seemed almost overnight, Cindy was at uh, school full-time working in a district, which left me home most of the time, working from home and working sometimes from the office. But because I was home, I was dealing with the kids more often than I was used to. And so the kids' schedule fell to me. So we had three different kids in three different schools on three different rotating schedules, Sometimes they were home, sometimes they were at school. And, and God bless Cindy for helping use, use her organizational mind that helped us keep things straight because every night she would write down who was going where, when, why, and all that kind of stuff. And we had a, an agenda to follow, so at least I knew where we were going. That's not my strength. But every night we would look at that and we'd figure out what we were going to be doing and where we were going to be going. It was crazy. There were drop-offs, there were pickups, there were various after-school activities. My oldest son needed a ride to work and home from work. It was, it was mentally, emotionally, and at times it was physically exhausting for me in that spring season last year. It, most of the time I feel like I can handle most of the balls that I am juggling. Right? We all have different hats. We all have different balls that we're juggling, and I get that. I feel like I can handle most of them. But as I look back to the spring of 2021, I see that I was stretched about as thin as I've ever been in my entire life. I was stretched about as thin as I've ever been. By the time Cindy and the kids finished school last year, I, I felt like I was underwater. I felt like the water level was here and I was just doing, I wasn't even able to keep my head above. I was just feeling underwater between all the, the commitments and the things I was trying to do. And then, you know, by the time we got to vacation, it had subsided a little bit. And then after vacation, you know, I felt like that water level had, had come down a little bit, but I still, even coming out of vacation, didn't feel fully rested. And so it's been struggling. It's been a struggle for me uh, as I think back over this past year spring season, just six months ago, not even. But then this past week, just as school is starting to ramp up, school hasn't even really started for us until this week. It started Wednesday, Thursday, Friday for us. But on Tuesday, before anyone had even stepped a foot onto a, a school campus, before anybody had even approached school, I could feel my stress levels rising again. No one's been back to school. We haven't had any of the craziness that we had before, but I could feel my anxiety and my stress levels rising. The trauma of living through a COVID life last spring had its impact on me. And it began to hit me. I, before I realized it, I was testy. I was snapping at, at family members, and I was kind of very curt and, and quick-tempered with my family. And, and I realized if I don't do something different this year, I won't survive. If I don't find a way to do something different, I won't survive the year. Now, like I said, I, I don't have this all figured out. I'm walking through this just like you, but, I, but I've realized there are some things that I'm doing. I, I am talking regularly with colleagues. I've, I've made that a priority in my life, and so I'm talking and I'm you know, just sharing every week with some of my colleagues about what I'm going through and I'm hearing what they're going through. I am taking time to read about the topic of trauma. 
and finding some good articles and, and good books that, that we can read and I'm reading about trauma to understand myself better and to understand the world around me better. And I'm trying to put up guardrails. I'm putting up guardrails to protect my time and my energy. I'm blocking out things on my schedule to protect my time and my energy. Because I believe if I can succeed here in putting boundaries up, I won't be as emotionally spent like I was coming out of the spring into the summer. We all experience trauma in different ways. We've talked about that. What boundaries are you willing to put in place today that will help you have a healthier future? We, we all experience different and unique pains from our past. Not one of us is the same in this way. And right now, we're all living through one of the most traumatic seasons of life ever, the COVID pandemic. No one is untouched by this disease. Even if you have never had COVID personally, if you've never physically had uh, the illness or the disease, you are still being impacted by masks and you're still being impacted by social distancing and governmental mandates and all the things that go into us living in a culture where the pandemic is rapid. We are all of us impacted by this traumatic pandemic. Not one of us is left untouched. And COVID, by the way, isn't the only trauma that's happening in people's lives. Every day, people are still experiencing death and sickness. They're experiencing abuse and addiction. They're experiencing neglect and divorce. These traumatic events in our lives are happening every single day. The experiences we have today, they will impact our future. So what boundaries are you putting in place now that will help you have a better future? For those of you who are people of faith listening to this today, I want to encourage you, lean on that faith. Hold on to your faith. Lean on to your faith as you consider the boundaries that you need to establish for yourself going forward. Here's our slide for today. Here's our psalm. This is, this is a wonderful gift that God has given to us in the psalms. He says this in Psalm 32, verse 8. Uh, we see, the Lord says, we see this. Uh, the Lord says, I will guide you along the best pathway for your life. I will advise you and I will watch over you. Friends, those are encouraging words. Those are encouraging words that, that you want to hold on to. You want to hold on to those if you're asking the question, where do I start in this process for healing? Where can I possibly start? Hold on to those words. Today, hold on to them with both hands. Hold on to the idea that God is always guiding you in the best pathway for your life. Hold on to that today. And trust Jesus. Trust that the Holy Spirit of God will guide you and advise you and watch over you. I love that. It will, the, the scripture literally says, I will guide you along the best pathways for your life. I will advise you and I will watch over you. You are not facing this alone. God is watching over you. God is doing this work alongside you. Someone once told me, it was in high school that I heard this phrase. They said, God doesn't work on a parked car. And I always thought that was just a strange expression. So it's been something that I've said over the course of years. And I don't know exactly what the person meant by this, but my understanding of what they mean when they say, you know, God doesn't work on a parked car, is that if you park the car and you expect that in that parked car, God is going to move that car from the parked position onto the highway and into the flow of traffic, then you don't understand the way God works. God doesn't move, God doesn't work rather on a parked car. God will guide you along the best pathway for your life, but your job is to make your health a priority. Hear me say that again. Your job is to make your health 
a priority. Just like you make time to eat and sleep and go to work or spend time with family, if you need to, you need to make time to heal. Put that in your schedule. Schedule time to get the help that you need. I said it last week, trauma is too big for us to hold, uh, to deal with on our own. We can't hold trauma in our lives. We need help to deal with our trauma. And so if you have a deep scar, if you carry a, a heavy burden from trauma in your past, and you're presently exploring that, as you're hearing me talk about these things, you're dealing with the trauma, it's too much for you to handle by yourself, get help. Contact somebody. Contact a counselor who deals with trauma and reach out to me. I'll help you find someone who can help you deal with this important issue. Because trauma requires time and energy. Dealing with it requires time and energy. In addition to getting help, think through the boundaries that, that you can put in your place today that will make a difference for you down the road. In her version Bible devotion, Trauma, Letting Go, uh, Paula uh, Jowick, Jowick, I think is how you pronounce her name, Jowick. She shares her story of learning to adopt boundaries for a healthier future. So Paula shares her story in this devotion uh, called Letting Go. And in her devotion, she said, When I was dealing with my trauma, I started attending a 12-step recovery program. And I went to therapy for years. I also started attending church on Sundays. But when I was going through my healing process and my body needed rest... I permitted myself to stay home from church and from my 12-step meeting. Stop. Now wait, what did you just say, Pastor Doug? Are you saying that you will support me to not come to church at all? Um, Absolutely. If that's what you need for your body to heal and for it to rest, if that's a guardrail or a boundary that you need to place in order for you to heal, then yes, stop. Take a break. Take a break from church. Take a break from social media. Take a break from television. Take a break from those things that that take your attention and your time. Take, Take a break from the alcohol. Take a break from those things. Stop doing them. Take a break and rest from the things that you need to rest from in order for you to stabilize your life and to heal. Now, Paula went on to say that, you know, staying away from the church, staying away from the 12-step meeting for a time wasn't an excuse for her to isolate. That's not what this is. It's not an excuse to isolate. She says, my body was asking for rest. What I did is called self-care and learning to listen to what the body needs. And so she gave herself permission to take a break. What boundaries are you putting in place today that can help you deal with and have a healthier future? What you do today will have a lasting impact on next week, next month, and next year. And so if you're sitting here wondering, what is a boundary, Pastor Doug? What's a boundary that I need to put into place? Here's an idea for how you might be able to answer that question. Ask yourself, what is a guardrail that I wish I had had in the past as I dealt with trauma, whatever that was? What is a guardrail that I wish I had in the past? And maybe I can take that, and if I can put that boundary into place today, it'll help me for my future. Right? Maybe that's a boundary that you can, you can establish and put into life for yourself today. Going forward, it can be overwhelming to think, where do I start looking for healing? Remember, God says that he will advise you, that he will watch over you. You are not doing this alone. The Holy Spirit of God is here with you. As you learn to invite Jesus into this process and ask him to reveal to you your pain, he will do that. And God is watching over you. He is guarding you. 
Don't do this alone. Stop and make time to pray and to put God uh, first. Ask God for direction and then consider what the next step is that you need to take in order for you to get the help that you need. When putting up boundaries in place, ask yourself these questions. First of all, ask yourself who. Who is someone that I can reach out to and I can ask them to help me? And then go and ask that person. Ask yourself the question of what. What do I need to add or what do I need to take away from my life in order to have strong boundaries? And then go and add whatever that is or delete whatever that is. Where? Ask yourself where. Where do I need to go to protect myself against that potential trauma in my life now? Where do I need to go? Where do I need to to get away to? And then go or don't go to that place, as the case may be. Ask yourself, in my earliest convenience, when will I make time in my schedule, in my busy schedule? When will I make time to do these things? And then go do them, because they will not happen on their own. If you truly want change, you have to be willing to do things differently. And in order to heal, you must take the time and make the time to to work on these things, to put boundaries in your life, and to place uh, boundaries in such a way that will guide you in the future. The challenging part about doing boundary work is that none of us wants to do it. None of us really wants to do it because it's so hard. Many people get stuck, and they even stop in the healing process. They just stop. They become that parked car. Many people just stop and don't heal because let's face it, it's easier for us not to put boundaries in place than to put boundaries. It's hard to break away even from a traumatic experience. It's hard for us to break away even from that trauma because it's familiar to us and we all trust and we like what's familiar. Familiar is comfortable. We're comfortable with what we don't know and we're not comfortable with what we don't know. But freedom and healing is our goal. Keep that in mind. Freedom and healing. Freedom and healing. That will come with time and with perseverance. There's hope knowing that we don't do this by ourselves, that God will guide us along the best pathway for our lives. If we will look to him, we will welcome Jesus to guide us through this process. That he will guide us and he will watch over us. Who can you reach out to? Who can you reach out to? Then ask them for help. What can you do or what can you take away from? What can you add to your daily activities that will protect you uh, from, from trauma? Where can you go or where do you have to stop going in order for you to protect yourself and put good boundaries in place? And when are you going to make this happen? When will you do this? Put that on your calendar and do it today. As you establish guardrails, and do things differently, change will come. As you establish these things in your life, change will come. In time, maybe not right away, as I said, this is a process, but in time, healing will occur. And the boundaries that you put in place today, the ones that you put in place today will not only help you in the present, but they will guide you and they will provide for you in the future. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you for today, and uh, we ask, God, that you would speak to us in our heads and into our hearts. Lord, as we are dealing with this issue of trauma, as we all think now of a thing, a pain, uh, an experience, a person, a place, Lord, we've all had trauma. And Lord, you want us to live free and healthy and happy lives. 
Lord, lives that are filled with joy and, and satisfaction. And you don't want us to be living under the shadow of that trauma. And so, Lord, as we are dealing with our present, as we are dealing with our past, Lord, help us to face these things and help us to put boundaries in place to guide us as guardrails and to allow you to guide us all of our days. We pray this all today in Jesus' name. Amen.